Good. Good. All right. Brother Wayne, have y'all prayed over our fish net? All right. We'll make sure he's on top of his game there. So we're going to continue in our lesson about fasting. How many of y'all ready to fast? Oh, I don't get no amens for that. Come on now. We've got to be ready to, ready to fast. You know, we need to talk about fasting. Amen. Fasting is very important. How many of y'all know that fasting is important? Is it enjoyable? No. Nobody wants to fast, right? But the benefits, benefits outweigh the pain. And so we thank God for that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this, this evening. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can be with you tonight. Lord, we thank you for all of our children, God. We thank you for all of our teachers back there, God. And as everything's going smoothly, Lord, according to your plan. And Father, we ask you to bless them. We ask you to bless us in here. Lord, that you would just open up the windows of heaven. Let it pour out blessings tonight. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Anybody else in here cooking besides me? It's a little hot in here to me. I'm cooking. You're cooking. Brother Wayne, can you check the thermostat? Bring that down. Should Put it on like 67 instead of... Uh, should be on 68 where I left it at. I tell you, the thing about old church, you either got fire or you got ice coming out those vents. <laughs> and depending on where you sit is where you're going to have an effect. So well, like you're sitting, Sister Mary, you're right underneath that vent. That's why that, that vent coming right at you. So... Oh, space heaters. Well, praise the Lord for that. Well, let's talk a little bit about the benefits of fasting. The benefits of, of fasting. Um, we talked about this last week, just to recap the health benefits. Uh, first of all, it boosts cognitive performance. In other words, our memory and our thinking process. It improves your mind. Anybody need a mind improvement? Hello? Need a mind improvement. Need to be able to remember things a little bit better. Need to be able to think faster. I tell you what helps me think fast is cold weather. I had to go out, yeah. I had to go out at 27 degrees Saturday morning, 27 degrees, and get this guy's car going. And I realized something. My brain thinks very quickly when it's cold at 27 degrees. You begin to figure out how things work real fast. Amen. Well, fasting does as a benefit of fasting. It helps our mind. It clears our mind. And it, and it kind of gets the cobwebs out of our mind, I guess you could say. And so it's proven scientifically by the doctors that uh, fasting is good for your memory. Okay? Another thing it does is protects, protects us from obesity and associated diseases, chronic diseases that go along with that. High blood pressure, diabetes, all these things. Also reduces inflammation. Anybody here got problems with your joints? Maybe you got a little arthritis problem every now and then. Inflammation in the body. Fasting is fantastic for inflammation in the body. Amen? Amen. Do you realize why you have so much inflammation in your body? It's because you keep eating all that sugar. And sugar puts inflammation in your body. And that's a good thing about fasting is you don't eat all that sugar. So it helps us with our inflammation. I'm going to tell you something. Some of y'all might be too young for arthritis, but those of us have experienced it know we don't want it. Amen? We don't want arthritis, do we? <laughs> All right, so another thing is it improves overall fitness, supports weight loss, uh, decreases um, the risk of um, metabolic diseases, benefits cancer patients. I didn't know this until, um, until I started doing this study. But they say that when uh, somebody's getting ready to have chemotherapy, that a good fast will like kick in 
the uh, chemotherapy uh, treatments. And so what happens is it actually exposes the cancer cells. So the fasting exposes the cancer cells and they're able to get treated faster. So those are the health benefits. Well, what about the spiritual benefits of fasting? Number one, it shows God we're serious about our spiritual health and needs. Amen. Number two, it gets God's attention. Number three, it tunes you in to hear the Holy Spirit. Tunes us in to Holy Spirit. You know, the reason that happens is because we begin to get become real humble. And when you become real humble, you begin to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Fasting to do that for you. Number four, it removes some unhealthy things in your soul, like pride, arrogance. Anybody got an anger problem? You got an anger problem, you need to go on a fast. Amen? You got pride problem, you need to go on a fast. Arrogant problem, you need to go on a fast. Amen? I tell you something, like I said last week, something's been marinating in my soul, and that is the word humbleness. Humbleness. You know, only the humble can be saved. Only the humble can be healed. Only the humble can receive anything from God. Amen? You've got to get yourself at a place of humbleness with God if you're going to receive something from Him. And we do that through the process of fasting. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Ezra, chapter 8, looking at verse 21. Ezra, chapter 8, and verse 21. Amen. In Ezra, chapter 8, verse 21... It says, Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava. There you go. That's close enough. Ahava. There's a dash in there between that A and that V. Ahava. So, which, by the way, translation is Hebrew for love. So the river of love is what he's saying. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava, the river of love, that we might afflict ourselves before our God to seek of him a right way for us and for our little ones and for our substance. Go down to verse 23. So we fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. Now I'm going to read to you from the Amplified Bible, same scriptures. It says, And I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Havavah, so that we might be humbled ourselves before our God to seek Him for a safe journey for us, comma, our children, and our possessions. Then the hand of God is favorable toward all those who seek Him, but His power and His anger are against all those who abandon or turn away from Him. So we fasted and sought help from our God concerning this matter, and He heard our plea." So Ezra was in a strange situation. He had all this money on him. He had all this, all this treasure on him. He was transporting money is what he was doing. And he'd already told the king, he said, hey, our God will provide, you know, our God's going to protect, amen, and, you know, God is for us. And so Ezra's telling us, he says, that was a shame to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way, because we had spoken to the king, saying the hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him, and his power and his wrath against all them that forsake him. So because of his statement and his stance with God, he didn't feel comfortable asking the king, hey, can I have some soldiers to help me? So he proclaimed a fast. So proclaiming a fast 
And a corporate body is biblical. And we're going to be doing that soon on March the 20th. We're going to be proclaiming a church fast. And so we have biblical proof that there's times throughout the Bible that biblical, that, that corporate body fast, a group of people would come together and proclaim a fast. And so I want you to look at some things here. Let's look at what Ezra said. Number one, to humble ourselves. Why are we fasting? To humble ourselves. We need to be humbled in the sight of God. Amen? Remember what I said. Only the humble can be saved. Only the humble can be healed. Only the humble can get anything from God. A good way to get yourself humble before God is to push back that plate and say, I'm going to fast and I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to put any pleasant food to my lips. I'm not going to, I'm not going to eat Sister Sharon's death by chocolate. I'm going to do away with all the sugar stuff. I'm not going to accept Bonnie's uh, banana uh, cake, uh, banana pudding. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to eat that right now. I'm going to push all these sugary things aside, and I'm going to seek God. Amen. So, humbling ourselves. Number two, to seek God. We go on a fast to seek God. And number three, this is the, this is the most important reason. Why do we want to fast? Why do we want to seek God? Why do we want to pray? Because of our children and ourselves and our possessions. Hey, baby, if somebody pick you up, I'll hold you. She's <laughs> so, so we fast for ourselves, we fast for our children, and we fast for our possessions. Let me ask you a question. Is your children and your grandchildren worth your time to fast. Amen? It's not a very hard answer, is it? Should we be seeking God and fasting for our children and our grandchildren? Amen? But do we do it? But do we do it? We know we should, but do we do it? We can all agree it's a good thing we should probably do it. We should probably talk about doing it. We should probably make a plan to do it. But do we do it? You know, it's like I said one day preaching. It's easy to talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? Amen? So this is why. Somebody asks you, well, why are you fasting? Well, first of all, I'm fasting for myself. I need to be humble before the sight of God. I, there's things in my life I want God to do, and I want to humble myself, and I want to get myself at a place with God and seek Him for myself for this thing. But I also want to fast for my children. I want my children to be saved. Amen? I want my children in heaven when I go to heaven. I want my children healed. Amen? I want my, my children right there with me. Listen, I don't want my children to spend one day on this planet sick. Do you? Do you? Nobody wants their children to be sick. Nobody, everybody wants their children to go to heaven. Uh, 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 who, who, who in here would sign your daughter up to marry some wife beater? Come on. Amen. Who would sign up their son to marry some, some woman that don't know how to stay home? Come on. But yet, it, it, this is what we need to do. We need to pray. We need to fast for them. Now, maybe your children are a whole lot smarter than my children, and they don't need no prayer. They make all the right decisions. They never make a mistake. Come on. Maybe my children are the only ones that I, I still find myself parenting, even man, and trying to give them some godly advice because they just don't know right, right from wrong sometimes. Is anybody else in this boat with me? 
So we got to fast for them. Amen. We got to seek God for them. So fasting for our children. What about our possessions? Anybody like it when the thief breaks in and steals your TV out of your living room? Anybody ever had that happen? I remember having that happen when I was a little kid. We lived in Chicago, Illinois. And somebody crawled in our window in our little apartment and went through the balcony and stole our TV. I remember that because I was mad. I was mad. I get home from school. It's time to watch cartoons. There ain't no TV with cartoons on. I'm mad. <laughs> somebody stole our TV. But I wasn't very enjoyable. You know, our possessions. Our possessions. About two years, when we first moved in here, about, well, about two years ago now, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, um, Angel and I were doing laundry and our washing machine didn't want to come on. You know, we're hitting it. You know, you got to hit that thing. You got to do that. Y'all remember the fines? Hey, you got to hit that thing just right. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm hitting that washing machine and I'd hit it just right and it'd kick in. And I'd say, I got to fix that one of these days. And I'd hit it again. It would come back on. We'd hit it again. And I said, oh, I got, I'm going to have to get another washing machine. You know, we've had this one for a while. I guess I need to start looking at the prices of washing machines. We're going to need to get one. Sure enough, this washing machine is going to break on me, and it's not going to, it's not going to work on me. We just kept hitting that thing. But you know what? God stepped in, and I haven't punched that washing machine in over a year. Amen? It just comes on just like a brand new one. And nothing changed. Ain't nobody worked on it. Nobody's done anything. We just had to, there's no reason to start punching it anymore. It works. Amen. See, that's how I fix things. You know, first, first thing before I go get a wrench, I'm going to punch it first. You know, hey, it worked for funds. <laughs> so, but, you know, possessions, our possessions, our tires, our cars, we don't need breakdowns. Amen. We don't need our car to break down. We don't need flat tires. Well, fasting and praying for our possessions, fasting and praying for our children. Amen. These are the reasons why. Okay, so it shows humbleness on our behalf. The longer you fast, listen to this, the longer you fast, the deeper in the spirit you should be going. The longer you fast, the deeper in the spirit you should be going. How many know we need to get close to God? Amen. We need to get close to God. So that's what we need to do. The secret to fasting to achieve spiritual benefits is feeding more on God's Word and spending more time in prayer drawing closer to His Spirit. That's the secret to fasting. If all you do is push the plate back and you're just going to do without food, but you don't open up your Bible, you don't, you don't start praying and spending time with God, all you're doing is going on a diet. That's all you're doing. And it's sad that some people, during the fast time, that really is all they're doing. They're just going on a diet. You say, you know, they're not praying, they're not reading their Bible more, and they're having a very hard time with the fast. Well, it's really just a diet because you're not seeking God. What's the point of going on a, on a fast and doing without all these wonderful foods? I mean, you, you, know, so you cannot eat a T-bone steak, you know, you can't eat banana pudding from Bonnie or Death by Chocolate from Sharon and you know you can't eat that fried pork chop and you know you can't drink that cup why go through all that if you're not going to seek God amen all that is is a very strict diet that you're and just making you miserable and the only benefit you're going to get out of it will be the physical benefits but you're not going to get any spiritual benefits I don't know about you but I want spiritual benefits amen 
We want spiritual benefits. So we got to stay focused. We got to stay focused on why we're fasting. This is so important. Stay focused on why we are fasting. If she gets to be too much for you, there's a nursery back there. Um, but stay. So, so we got to stay focused on why we're fasting. Make sure you have some goals. Make some goals. Take, take a piece of paper and write down some things. This is what I want to see God do during my fast. Write down some goals. This is what I want to see God do in my life, in my family, or in my children. I want to see God do in my church during my fast. Write those things out. These are our goals. This is what we want God to do during our fast. Then begin to pray about those things that you've got wrote down. Begin to pray about those items that you've got wrote down on that list. These are the, these are the list of things I want God to do. These are the goals. And then begin to pray about them. Don't just pray about them. Find scriptures that will back it up. Find scriptures that will back up what you're praying about on that list. Amen? Find scriptures. We need to stand on God's Word. What does God's Word say about what I want and what I need in my prayer, in my fasting? So let's, let's do that. You've got to keep focus on why we're fasting. If we don't have a reason for fasting, we're, gonna, we're not going to fast. We might start off for one or two days. We might get through a week. But sooner or later, we're going to lose focus on why we're fasting and we're going to give up. You're going to give up. You're going to say, I'm, I'm one week into this and I can't take it no more. I'm hungry and I'm just going to break my fast and eat. Because you don't have a goal. You don't have a reason. You don't have a purpose for the fasting. Okay? So that's why you got to know why you're fasting. Make goals for yourself. Write them down. Find you some scriptures to stand on. Amen? How about just all of our children getting saved? That's a good one. Amen? We want God to save our children. Find us some scriptures about that. Amen? Maybe, maybe one of our children is talking about moving away and going across country. It's going to be five, six hundred miles away and we won't be able to see them every week. Well, let's talk to God about that thing. Amen? If really what all they want is a better job, let's pray to God give them a better job. I just got to say, <laughs> what's that, brother? I've been praying about my children, and I'm gonna have three grandchildren gonna be baptized Sunday week. All right, we're Sunday gonna, week. We're gonna be I, I hear you. <laughs> Sunday week, you got grandchildren. Three gonna be baptized. Three great grandchildren gonna be baptized. Can y'all give God a hand, praise? I mean, that's something crazy. Shout about that there. Amen. Amen. Plant that seed in these children. Yes. Then one of these days, they'll see the light. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. See, that's something to shout about right there. Amen. That's something to get excited about. Praise the Lord. So we're excited about that. Amen. Wouldn't it be wonderful if all of our children and grandchildren got baptized? Amen. Well, let's put it on our to-do list. Let's take it to God. God, this is what we want. Amen? Amen. And let's put, let's put it on that list. So, like I said, make you a list. Write it down. Get you some scriptures to stand on. And uh, let's get serious about this fast. There's no sense in just doing without food if we ain't going to get no benefits besides losing a little weight. Amen? 
I don't know what makes it, but y'all haven't noticed it. it. Goes in threes. Goes in threes. <laughs> I Things happen in threes. Yeah. <laughs> and I give God the praise. Give God the praise for it. Amen. Amen. Well, we're happy for you, Brother Frank. We're going to shout with you. Amen. Turn your Bibles to Second Chronicles chapter twenty and verse one. Second Chronicles chapter twenty. In verse 1. I'll tell you what, jump on down to verse 3. And I'll just tell you what's going on in verse 1. <laughs> Alright, so the children of Israel are they're, they're surrounded. King Jehoshaphat is surrounded. There's a, a mighty army coming after him. And uh, they're coming to destroy him. And so in verse 3 is where we're going to pick this story up. It says, and Jehoshaphat feared... And he set himself to seek the Lord and to proclaim a fast throughout all of Judah. So first of all, we see that Jehoshaphat knew this story was true. He knew the armies were out there. He knew he was outnumbered. And he knew that something had to be done, right? So Jehoshaphat feared and he set himself to seek the Lord and he proclaimed a fast. Now, Jehoshaphat was not the only one fasting. Amen? Amen? Amen. And when we proclaim a fast in the church, the pastor should not be the only one fasting. Can I get an amen on that one? Amen. Amen. I lost some of you right there. All right. So Jehoshaphat, the king, he feared it. He heard about it. He proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together. All of Judah, okay? Gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord even out of all the cities of Judah that came to seek the Lord. I wonder what Jehoshaphat would have done if, if about you know, some of his servants came up to him and said, well, you know, Lord just didn't tell me to fast, King, after he proclaimed the fast. Well, the Lord didn't tell me to fast. He told you to fast. I know we're surrounded by the army. And, uh, but no, Lord didn't tell me to fast. He just told you to fast. I wonder what the king would have done in that situation. Might have been some heads getting cut off. What do you think? You think thinking right, Brother Jesse? I don't think that would have went over very well with the king. Amen? I mean, listen, everybody's life was at stake. Everybody was about to die. They needed a miracle. Amen? So he proclaims a fast, and he says, Everybody, we're going to fast. We need to fast. We're surrounded. We need to call on God. Amen? And so that's what's important here. So Jehoshaphat, he called a fast. He proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. Uh, and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So they came out of the cities and they began to seek the Lord. Amen. And so this is, this is so, so important. Go down to verse, go down to verse 12. In verse 12 it says, And our God will not judge them, for we... Have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do. But our eyes are upon thee. So look at what Josephat is saying. We don't know what to do. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been to that place where you just didn't know what to do? When you get to that place, that's a good time to call fast. You don't know what to do. You're praying about something. You're torn in your heart. You know, which way do I go? Call a fast. Go on a fast. So he says, we know not what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. And all of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. 
Amen. And then upon Jehazrael. Now he began to prophesy. Go down to, um, go down to verse 15. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Amen? I wonder what would have happened if the king decided he did not call a fast. I wonder what would have happened if Judah said, well, I let the king fast. I'm too busy. I wonder what would have happened. I think we've been reading a different story here. We've been reading a story that Judah got wiped out. Amen? But because they, they, they begin to seek the Lord, they begin to call on God. They begin to fast and pray and seek Him. And they were honest with God. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you, Lord. And then the word came, you don't even have to fight in this battle. It's not even yours. Wouldn't that be something if God would speak that to you today? How many of y'all are going through something in your life and you, you, you know you're facing something that's an uphill battle? Wouldn't it be wonderful for God to step in and say, honey, don't worry about this. I got this. This battle is not yours. It's mine. Amen? Yeah. You know, fasting can get you there. Yeah. Fasting can get you there. So this is why we fast. We need God's attention. In verse 17, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head and his face to the ground, and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Amen. So they, listen, not only did they get a prophecy after fasting, but they believed the prophecy. They believed the man of God. Now think about this for a moment. This is pretty special right here. They were totally surrounded. They were outnumbered. You know, it was, it's, it's like four or five to one here. They're totally surrounded. There's no way physically on their own that they're going to survive. The only way they're going to survive is for the Creator, God, the God of Israel, the God of Judah, to step in and bring them physical protection. It's the only way the nation's going to make it. And so when the man of God stood up and he said, this battle is not yours, be not afraid, stand still, see the salvation of God, they believed the report. They believed the Word of God that came forth and because they believe the word of God, look at what it says. Look at what it says. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping him. They fell, they fell on their knees. Some of them probably laid out prostate right there. Just, just laid on the ground to worship God. Because God was going to save them. It hadn't happened yet, but they believed the report. How many of you know, you've you got to believe the report first before you see it happen. Amen? you got to really believe the Word of God before you ever see it take place. You don't, listen, believing is not seeing. Seeing is believing. Amen? you got to believe it, and then you will see it. But they believed it, they received it, they fell on their face, and they worshipped God. Amen? Now go down to verse, verse 20. It says, Jehoshaphat stood... 
He got up. He was on his knees or on, or on his face. But he stood up. He said, Hear me, O Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, that they should praise the beauty of his holiness, as they went out before the army to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they had began to sing and to praise the Lord, set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come out against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy one another. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked into the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies, precious jewels which they stripped off of them, more than they could carry away. And they were three days in the gathering of the spoil. It was so much. What a powerful testimony. You don't put the band in front of the army. You don't put the worship leaders in front of the army. That's not how you fight a war. But they took the word of the Lord that said, you will not have to fight in this battle. This battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. And they trusted in the word of the Lord. They trusted the prophet in what he said. And in obedience to that, he began to take the band and put them in front of the army. Now that takes faith right there. Amen? Amen. That takes great faith in order to do that. There's a lesson to be learned there that we need to take our praise and our worship and put it in front of our problems. Hello? Let me say that for all the people that are not in church tonight. Amen? I said there's a lesson to be learned here. We need to take our praise and our worship and put it in front of our problems. You put your praise and your worship in front of your problems and God will begin to move. He sees your faith and He will begin to move. All of that started though because of a fast. All of that deliverance, all of that freedom started from a fast. Can you imagine that? Just a little old fast. Amen? So how many of us have been on a little old fast before and seen great moves of God? Seen things happen. Amen? Seen things happen. Like I pointed out last week, we have just came through a, a two-week pandemic. Amen? Of two, I'm at two week, two year pandemic. I wish it was just two weeks. <laughs> I wish it was just two weeks. It's been a long two years, though. And you know what? Not one church member have I preached a funeral. Come on. Come on. Not only have you not died from COVID, you just have not died at all. Amen. Amen. I've not been to none of your children's funerals. Come on, church. It's time to get excited here. I've not been to one of your children. I haven't even been to any of your grandchildren's funerals. Come on. Hello. Hello. Amen. We've only had a little old dog pass away. Amen. That was it. 
She was part of the family, wasn't she? Amen. But isn't it special? I'm telling you, church, there is multitudes upon multitudes of churches that have had funerals after funerals after funerals. I'm telling you, from this pandemic, I've talked to them. I've talked to these pastors. I've seen the reports. I'm going to tell you, Bowden Church of God has been a blessed church this past two years. Amen. We have been a blessed church. Praise the Lord. I mean, listen, the oldest church member, how old is Sister Grace now? She's 90-something, right? 98 years old. The oldest church, the oldest church member didn't even get COVID and die. Praise God. 98 years old. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's exciting. Amen. Amen. That's exciting. But I'm telling you, it's a big difference. Well, how did all that take place? Well, honey, we've been fasting since 2019 that I've been with you. Amen. And I'm sure that the first time I came here and said the word fasting, it wasn't the first time you heard it. Come on. Amen. It wasn't the first. So this has been a fasting church. This has been a praying church. Amen. And we set this time aside. So every year we set this 21 days aside and we begin to call on God and we begin to pray and we begin to fast. And I want to encourage you. Um, I want to encourage you this evening that uh, on Saturdays at 5 o'clock, we are here in this sanctuary and we are praying and we are seeking God. We are praying for our nation. Amen. Don't we don't somebody need to get in the White House that's got the Holy Ghost? Well, how are we going to get them there if we don't pray them in? Amen. Don't we need a vice president that's saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost too? Well, how are we going to get them there if we don't pray them in? Amen. We, listen, we're praying about this, this. I mean, we don't want to go to war with Russia, do we? Amen. We need to pray about this thing. We need to pray for peace. Every time I hear on the news, I hear the word Ukraine or I hear the word Russia. I say, God, I speak peace to the country of Ukraine right now. I speak peace to that situation. Amen. Because we don't want war. We want peace. Amen. We need to be praying, church. We need to be praying over our nation. Praying over our families. Amen. Praying over one another. Hello. Hello. Don't you want somebody praying for you? Listen, we pray over every one of these chairs y'all sitting in. Amen. We pray for people that attend this church. We pray for people uh, that think about attending this church. And we pray for people we never even met before. That God's going to send to attend this church. Amen. And we're praying for people every Saturday at 5 o'clock. We're praying for your families. We're praying for our neighborhood. We're praying for the city of Bowden. We're praying for our camp. We're even praying for Alabama, praise God. Come on, church. Amen. We need to pray. We need to call on God and seek His face. And that's why the fast is so important. Amen. Now, one of the things that I have seen, and I meant to bring the book with me. I'm going to try to remember it next week. Um, one of the problems that I see as far as the 21-day Daniel fast is that most people don't know what they can eat or what they cannot eat during the 21-day Daniel fast. So I talked with Sister Shirley. Her and I was talking about it. She's come up with a recipe book, a beautiful little book. It's got all these different dishes in it that you can eat during the Daniel fast. And uh, I, I got a print of it, and y'all can get a print too. You see, Sister Shirley should be glad to print one out for you. But it's on our website. If you go to our website and go down there where it says Daniel Fast, it'll pop right up, and you can see all the dishes that are in there. Um, 
I tell you, one of the things I'm glad about is my problem is I want to snack at night. I'm a snacker. I want to snack at night. I, you know, you want a bowl of ice, bowl of ice cream or apple pie. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Or Dr. Pepper with some peanut M&Ms. Can I get an amen? But see, on, during the Daniel fast, I can't eat any of that stuff. So, but you know what I can't eat? I can eat some peanuts. Meanwhile, I, I snack up on them peanuts. Amen. I can, I can get my bottle of water and my peanuts, and that'd be my snack. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I, I can do that. Praise the Lord. Because peanuts ain't got all that sugar in it. Ain't got all that bad stuff in it. Amen. But there's, so there's all kind of little snacks like that that you can get that you don't have to starve yourself. You just got to figure out what it is you can eat. Amen. And we're going to talk about that a little bit further as, as we go into it. So uh, give with Sister Shirley. Tell her you want, a, you want a, a paper copy of the recipe book. Or you can go online right there. Like I said, it's on our church um, website. And uh, you can see that for yourself. But that's the main thing is knowing what you can eat. Now, I usually eat fruit for lunch anyways. Apples, bananas. Even if I'm not fasting, I still, I usually my, my lunch will be, I'll grab a banana and an apple and... And I'm, I'm good to go. That's my lunch right there. Well, you know what's good about that? I can eat all the bananas and all the apples I want on the Daniel fast. Woohoo! Praise the Lord. Amen. So it didn't even mess up my lunch schedule at all. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. You can eat some good things like some turnip greens. Y'all got some, anybody here here turnip greens? Got some turnip green? All right. See, just don't put no bacon and grease in it. You'll be all right. <laughs> got to eat turnip greens without the bacon in it. All right. Can you have that bacon in there? But, you know, you can eat some greens. You can eat some vegetables, you know. The, my basic rule is if you can grow it out of the ground, then it's pretty safe for you to eat on the Daniels fast, okay? If you can grow it out of the ground. But um, I tell you, when you go to the grocery store, though, you got to read everything you buy. Everything you buy has got sugar in it or some kind of additive in it. Uh, so it's, 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 it's challenging. So that's why I'm telling you about this book so it can help you out. Amen? We're going to make it easy for you this year. We're going to make the Daniel fast easy for you. Give you all kinds of different meals you can eat and everything. So y'all start checking that out and getting ready. Because we're going to start fasting on, on March the 20th and go through the 9th of April. Amen. So isn't this a powerful story? Why are we fasting? We're fasting for different reasons. Number one, we need to make us a prayer list. Number one, tell God why you're fasting. Tell Him. God, I'm going on this fast and this is why I'm fasting. This is what I want to see you do while I'm fasting. This is, I want to get closer to you while I'm fasting. This is the goals I want to achieve during my fast. Number two, allow the Lord to speak to you. Amen? Does anybody here have a hard time hearing from God sometimes? Hello? Let's just be real for a moment. Isn't there times that you just say, well, I just, I just don't know what God is saying to me about this. I, just, I need to hear a word from God, but I'm just not sure, you know? Well, fasting will help you hear from God. It puts you in a place of humbleness, amen? And gets you to a place where you can hear God. So that's a good thing. Number three, proclaiming a fast uh, throughout the Lord can cause an effect in the whole, the whole kingdom. So when you, when you claim a fast, when we do a corporate fast, you're not by yourself, amen? Your brothers and sisters are with you. Your family is with you, amen? So it's easier when you go on a fast with a group of people than it is to go on a fast just by your little self. You go on a fast by your little self and, and nobody knows it, amen, because it's a secret between you and God. I'm going to tell you, 
Sister Diane, somebody will offer to take you to Longhorn to buy you a T-bone steak while you on a fast with God. I'm telling you, brother. I'm telling you. I mean, I get more offers of people wanting to take me out to eat. Amen. And Bonnie Doe even cooked the food at home. Couldn't bring it to the parsonage. Knock on the door. The Lord told me to cook this meal for you. And all I can do is... Take it, thank you, put it on the table. I know God didn't say cook it because I got everything on there I can't eat. Come on. Amen. While I'm fasting. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But I'll tell you to happen. People will call you on the phone. I've been thinking about you. It's been a long time since we went out to eat. Let's go on down there to the to the uh, uh, waffle house and let's get us some pancakes or something. You know what I'm talking about. Let's, let's go to let's go to Cracker Barrel. Y'all wanna go to Cracker Barrel? Amen. You hungry yet, Jan? If I got Jan hungry yet. <laughs> eat fish. Eat fish. No, that's a meat, brother. Can't eat no meat. Can't eat no meat. No. No meat whatsoever. No, no, no meat whatsoever. No, no meat whatsoever. You can't grow a fish. Remember my rule. If you can't grow it, you can't eat it. You can't grow a fish. Unless you catch him real little and put him in a tub or something. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's got to be got to come out of the ground. Amen. We're going to get there. We're going we're gonna to go into Daniel and talk about what Daniel uh, went through. Amen. And why Daniel went through these things. So these are all the things that are so important. Uh, number four, listen to the rhema word of the Lord. Amen. The rhema word of the Lord. The spoken word of God to you. That's what the rhema word is. The spoken word of God to you. I need to hear from God. Go on a fast. Go on a fast. I don't know what to do. Do I take this job, not take this job? Do I move my family down to Florida? Do I stay here? Do I, what do I do? Do I move to Atlanta? Do I stay in Bowden? Well, before you make those decisions, you need to go on a fast and ask God. Amen. Amen. Do I buy this brand new Cadillac with a payment of $700 a month right now? Everybody says, not in this economy, brother. You better not. Come on. Frankie, I was at the dealership, brother, about to sign the papers, and I heard God say, don't do it, don't do it. My hand began to tremble. You, brother, I I, I disobeyed God, and I signed the paper while my hand was trembling. You know I lost that truck? I lost that truck. Happened right before, I think that was 2007, all of a sudden 2008. What happened? Anybody remember 2008? Anybody remember 2008? In 2007, I bought that truck. What happened in 2008? Boom. God knew. I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, as far as I knew, I could afford it. As far as I knew, everything was okay. As far as I knew, I was going to be able to afford it for for five years financing. You know what I'm talking about. As far as I know, everything's going to be fine. It's been fine for the last five years. It'll be fine another five years. But see, God knew. And He warned me. And I ignored Him. Amen? Oh, if I could go back in time, I'd slap myself. You ever go back in time? You want to go back in time and slap yourself? I'd walk in that room and slap the pen right out of my hand and say, boy, you better hear from God. Amen. I'm telling you, before you make big decisions, you need to hear from God. You need to hear from God. You need to fast. Pray, 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 pray. Amen. Pray, pray, pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Faith believes. Help me out. 
Uh-huh. There you go. Faith believes, faith speaks, and faith acts. How many of y'all notice that little plaque on the wall as you go out the door to church? You notice that? Um, if y'all, anybody notice it, some of y'all been, been out there for months and some of y'all still ain't seen it. As soon as you go out the door, look over to the left. It says right there, faith believes, faith speaks, and faith acts. Amen. Let's all stand and go to the Lord. Amen.